Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, just want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our Exploring Mind and Body slash True Form Life community. <laughs> and yeah, I so much appreciate you being here. Today I woke up inspired, so I wanted to do a podcast. <laughs> so this wasn't really planned. And I got to tell you that I'm ahead of things, mostly business, I guess. So usually I kind of run around and I don't know which way is up. I just do whatever, and whatever comes at me, I, I do it right away so I don't have to think about it. But unfortunately, things never stop coming. So the busier you get, the busier you get. So the more, thing, the, more, the more things that come, the more things that continue to come. And a lot of times, especially in business, I feel like I'm always behind or like I can never catch up. So I want to talk, I'm just going to talk briefly about procrastination because, well, I should probably mention our sponsor, Puridime, before I jump into it. I'll come back to procrastination and then we're going to talk about going after your dreams. So stay right there. We got all that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not in the studio. So Pure Dime, if you check out puredime.com slash Drew Tadia, that's going to be my landing page. So it's going to say thank you, Exploring Mind and Body listeners, for coming to this page. And then I just have a short write-up of you know what, what I'm doing there. So that's just a company that I'm kind of working with. I like to promote their products and what they're doing. Pure Dime is a, a company based around cellular communication, lifestyle, nutrition, and exercise. So I love what they're doing. They have natural products. They have raw products. And this is mainly plant-based, based around probiotics and enzymes. And they just have good quality supplements. And I think there's so much nonsense on the market to be honest with you when it comes to supplements and a lot of times i was driving by this sign the other day and it said five pounds of protein for thirty dollars and i was like man who wouldn't want that deal but i think that so many of us don't realize that you know cheap low quality supplements do more damage to our body than good put more stress on our body it's a foreign substance i wouldn't say it's a whole lot different than processed food we put processed food in our body and our body has a hard time recognizing it, absorbing it, utilizing it, turning it into energy. So when we look at low quality supplements, it's no different. So I'm very happy to share this company with you and their products and get the word out for what they're doing because they're, they're a good family run company. Lou Corona set it up. He stands by it 100% and Lou Corona has been doing this for 150 years no i'm just kidding <laughs> but lou's been doing it for a long time and he's in fantastic shape he leads by example and i think it's a, just a, a great company to follow and pay attention to and check out their blog and their videos and everything they're doing there so again that's puredime.com slash drew tadia so i wanted to sit down i want to tell you about procrastination just briefly because procrastination causes so much stress in our lives it really does and i'm the best procrastinator ever. <laughs> I actually, in university, I'd call myself the king of cram because I wouldn't write a paper before the before the next day, before it was due. I mean, before the day before. Sometimes the next day or the day after, and then I would try to hand it in, <laughs> which, which worked out more times than not. And <laughs> that's not the recipe for success. If anyone's listening to this in university, I kind of wish that, that I, I just formed a habit that always became a habit and it still is today. So I need a strict deadline even today just because for so long, for so many years, 
I would wait till the last minute. But like I said, I call myself the king of cram, and I would do everything at the last minute. In baseball, like when I played, I was, I always felt like I was at my best at the end of games. I felt like I was at my best in the playoffs at the end of the season, and well, I, that has a lot to do with pressure and focus, and I guess I think really think going what you going after what you want, and that's kind of what this show is about, going after your dreams. But that was just on procre- like I'm ahead right now, and I'm usually behind. I'm usually kind of running around in circles, not knowing what's going on, and you know it's it's exhausting. And it's overwhelming. So to be ahead, I just woke up and I'm like, wow, what am I going to (laughs) do? Because all the things that I would usually do, they're done. So even these podcasts that I'm doing now, I said in a previous couple shows ago, I was going to start doing, you know, two more a week. So I'm planning on doing the Sunday Sunday show on on Sunday that's going to air, usually airs around or gets launched on iTunes or wherever you're listening on the website on Monday. Then I have a Wednesday and a Friday show. So... And then I batch those, so I do those on Monday. Well, today's Thursday morning, and I have all my I have all my social media posts scheduled, and I have all my radio shows scheduled, and I usually get up and do one of those. So I'm like, well, what am I gonna do? <laughs> so here I am, and I just felt good. I just felt like waking up and talking to you guys and recording another one. So that means, you know, the further you are ahead, the further you want to be ahead because it just feels so good. So I guess my story there is, or my message is that if you're a procrastinator, just try to get ahead. And I know, and I hundred percent know where you're at. It's difficult to get ahead. And then if you don't have that clear deadline, there's no reason to get ahead. And then if you start to fall behind, it's super easy to go back into old habits. But I got to tell you, if you just give it a chance, give it a chance to start planning ahead and preparing things ahead of time because it's, it'll be a snowball effect. You'll just start to feel better. You'll start to prepare more things and you'll just start to feel like a huge weight is lifted off your shoulders because you don't have you know all the stress and pressure of your deadline coming up in a couple hours or tomorrow when you're just way behind. It feels great. <laughs> All right, so it's March Madness. I'm going to jump on the show here. It's March Madness, and if you're in Canada, you may not know what it is, but most likely if you're in the U.S., you do, and I have listeners on, on both ends. Well, March Madness is the biggest tournament in the U.S. It brings in more money than the Super Bowl. brings in more money than NFL playoffs, and NFL is the biggest sport in the U.S., so that's how big this tournament is. It starts out with 64 teams. I guess it's really 68, a couple elimination games. Turns out to be 64, one game elimination. Now, this isn't all going to be about sports, those of you that aren't really interested in sports. But I just want to get my point across here and give you some background that it's it's madness. It's absolutely madness. It's one game elimination. They take the best teams in the country. Well, you put an asterisk around the best teams because there's always some controversy around who gets in to this tournament. But out of hundreds and hundreds of teams across the U.S., 64 teams get in. And then it's one-game elimination, so you could have a bad day. Your best player could have a bad game. One of your guys could have an injury. And, you know, there's always a Cinderella, which I love. They call the Cinderella being one of the lower-ranked teams that no one expects to win or, or move forward or you know, make they call it the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, and then the Final Four. They just keep breaking it down, and it, it's just so much fun. I absolutely love it. Probably the thing that I love more than anything is that anyone can win on any given day. So you bring your best. You bring your best, everything you got, and you could be the best team, but that day you may not be the best. So you're you're going home. It's over with. 
and you know I'm watching that. I'm, of course, I'm paying attention to it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And some people watch it. I hear people walking by, or I hear people talking about sports and athletes, and they say, "Is that person actually crying?" <laughs> and it, it, I'm with you. I know that the majority of the world is not athletes, and the, probably the majority listening to this is not athletes. But I really believe that on a deep level. Oh, maybe not a deep level. On a certain level, that athletes are the chosen ones to an extent. Now, of course, that's incredibly biased because I grew up as an athlete. But just think about that for a second. I'll give you the the top layer is you get to play a game for your entire life, or not your entire life, for the majority of your life. You get to play a game, a kid's game, and you get paid more money than most people would ever see. So you're playing a game, and you get a whole lot of money, and it's lovely <laughs> and, and of course that's not that's not entirely true it's it's difficult to to have to perform for your paycheck you know if you slip up you're in the news or if you anything happens outside in your personal life you're in the news if if you don't perform on the field you might lose your job and have to find a new job you're basically treated like a animal or a piece of meat they line you up and they see how good you are and then they decide how much they want to pay you. I know I know exactly what a lot of you are thinking. It's and it's not all that glorious, but on the very top level, it's wow, these guys get to play a game for kids and it's what most little boys dreamed of when they were when they were growing up playing baseball or kickball or hockey in uh, you know, elementary school or on the playground. And then when I say the chosen ones, I'm I'm also saying that I have no patience for athletes that don't put in 100%. So there's a I live in a college type of town and I've went to a number of different colleges and I really believe that there's so many people that wish they could have been an athlete or wish they could have been a part of a part of a team, a part of something and and working towards a goal and and then when I see athletes not putting 100% in or not or just hanging around in the gym or not working hard and they're on a team, it really irks me <laughs> on a deep level because there's so many people that wish they had the opportunity or wish they had the ability you know, to do something like that. And they, a lot of athletes just waste it. They don't understand their ability. They don't understand that they've been given a gift. And just to not do anything with it, it really, really bothers me in every way possible. <laughs> but when I said, do you and athletes are there when someone says, are they actually crying? Now I know what that looks like. It's just a game to the, you know, to the average person or someone that doesn't know what it was like to be an athlete, you know, at, at any time in their lives at a higher level. And it looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it looks when you see kids crying, you're like, it was just a game. When you see adults on TV, whether it's a win, they won the Super Bowl and they're crying or they lost. And they're you usually don't see that with adults. But but here's the thing. So many people don't know what it's like to put in absolutely everything you have to one thing. So I'm going to say that again. So many people don't know what it's like to put everything you have, every emotion, every ounce of effort every amount of time into meetings into practice into workouts into games and then every single like every part of you is engulfed it's it's all in it's all or nothing and it's over <laughs> and you lose and you're done and you go home for that year a lot of those players in college less than two percent of college athletes play professional less than two so if you're a senior, which means that that's your last year, you may never see the court again. And that's, I mean, that's, it's tough. It's tough to deal with because a lot of people, 
a lot of students or athletes, they're recruited at a young age. 16 years old, 14, 16, 18, they're recruited at a young age to go to that school. So that's what they're thinking about for years before they ever get there. And then when they get there, they have four years. Now, if you, now nowadays it's a little different. If you're a little better or if you know you're going to the pros, you go early. You might spend a year. But let's just say the average college athlete that spends four years at an institution, they have four years, maybe five. Let's not get into details. And that's it. You have four years to do your best, and it's usually the best years of your life. <laughs> I got to tell you, if you're going to a big school and you're an athlete, people love you. The school loves you. You get all kinds of props and deals, and you know you travel around as a team, as a unit, as a family, and you know you get you you bond and you love each other, and then it's over. It's absolutely over, and and of course, and then you have on national TV, you have kids. They're just kids. They're 18 years old, and then they're 18. They're sitting there. It's over. They're crying on the bench. And I guess I just want to explain that to you because I'm going to get to my my point is that so many of us, whether you're athletes or not, we're afraid to jump in with two feet. And we don't know what it's like to sacrifice absolutely everything you have for one dream, one goal, and that's all there is to it. And I didn't realize that until I got into more more of a profession around health, fitness, lifestyle, goal setting. And so many people don't, first of all, they don't know what they want. And that happens more times than I could possibly imagine or count. And I say, you know, I would say, what what do you want? What do you want out of life? What do you want out of this training program? What are your goals? Where can we take you? And most of the time, it's a blank stare. And I'm not saying that there's something wrong with that. I'm just saying that that's one extreme to the other. So you have one athlete that knows exactly what they want. They jump in with two feet. They're going 100% for as many years as they, you know they can count, probably till from their whatever, from they're on the playgrounds and they're five years old to they're 20 years old, 22 years old in their last year of college or whatever it is. And then you have someone that's maybe a little bit older in life or have has more security, let's call it, and they have no idea what they want. And I'm not quite sure. I really, I'm not. I really don't believe that most of us don't know what we want. I feel that most of us don't want to say what we want, because once we say it, then it's real. It becomes reality. Then failure creeps in, because if you say it out loud, there's a chance that you could fail. There's a chance that you may not achieve what you're looking for. Someone said to me, "Life gets in the way." I said, "Well, what do you want? Like, what do you want with this? Like, that, that was great. I saw a little performance." And I got a chance to talk to them after. I said, well, it was on a small scale. And they said, what do you want with this? Like, well, what do you want to do? And they said, well, then they got mad. Like, well, I don't know. What do you mean? What do I want? I said, well, where do you, like, why are you doing this? Is it for fun? Do you want to get somewhere? And they said, well, of course I'd like to be on a giant stage one day. But, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. And I got to tell you that really, to me, at least to me, my perspective, it's a cop out. It really, it really is because you could all, anyone could, there's no commitment there. Anyone could always say life gets in the way, or you could say, I'm going to find a way to get there. And I really believe that a mindset separates the great people from the average person. And it, I'm not saying if you're not an athlete or if you're not a star on stage that you're an average person. I think average people do extraordinary things, which makes them extraordinary. But what I'm saying here is if if you believe that life is going to get in the way and you're not going to be able to achieve what you want, then it will. Every single time it will. And you won't be able to achieve what you want because life will find find a way to get in the way. 
But if you have a different mindset of, yeah, that's what I'm going to do, let's say you may not make it. Let's be real here. You may not make it. Actually, if you set your goal high enough or big enough, you're probably not going to make it. Let's say that. Let's let's be real with it. And how many athletes, thousands and thousands, I don't know, maybe millions of athletes? There's got to be. There's thousands of schools. There's got to be millions of athletes. Less than 2% make it. So what are your chances? Almost none. But that doesn't deter them or that mindset or it's it's the same in different industries. You don't need to be an athlete. I'm just using that because crazy March Madness is on my mind. But just think about if if you give yourself 100% to do something, your chances are that small. To, you're that small to make it. Think about how how diminished your chances are if you have a different mindset of well maybe we'll have it, but probably not. And I guess you know one of the things that I'm proud of you know, you know, as an adult looking back was I really didn't care what anyone said, didn't care what anyone thought. When I was in high school, they told me that, yeah, college sports isn't for everyone. (laughs) Now, I wasn't a great player. I really wasn't. I stood out for effort. I was really quick. I was fast. I stood out because I was fast. I put in a lot of effort and I would always go 100%. It never mattered what happened in practice. In Australia, I broke my hand in practice because I was just going 100% and dove, landed on my hand, landed the wrong way. And people were like, teammates, guys on the other teams are like, we're in the playoffs. You broke your hand in practice. And I didn't know any other way. I didn't know how to go 50% in practice because I never knew when my last practice was going to be. I never knew when my last game was going to be. So it was 100% every single time. And whether I was traveling across the U.S. or traveling overseas, I didn't really care what people thought. I really didn't. And that was kind of what I was proud of because I jumped in with two feet. And sure, on some level, I'd like to be playing on, on TV making millions, but that's not the path that I went down. And on other levels, I'm glad I didn't, to be honest with you. It's a, you know, it's a toxic lifestyle on many different levels. But that's something that I went for 100%. And I really think that we do ourselves an injustice by not believing and going after whatever we want. That's the same thing as, you know, loving some person. If you really love someone, you're in 100%. If you're in a loving, nurturing, intimate relationship, you're in 100%. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. We have so many divorces. We have people left and right cheating on each other. And it's because we're partial, We're in halfway. We have one foot in our relationship and we're thinking about someone else next door or wherever it is. And that's not 100%. That's not giving everything you have to, you know, whatever it is that you want out of life. And I really just, I really believe that sometimes life gets in the way is a mindset that won't, won't get you to where, to where you're going to be, to your goals or whatever your aspirations are. I had someone write in not too long ago and I didn't ask them if I could share their story with their name. So I'm not going to be specific, but they wrote in and said, you know, I was listening, I've been regularly listening to your shows and I found it really inspiring and it's inspired me to do what I wanted to do, what I've been wanting to do for years, but I've never taken that leap. And that's the, all the details I'm going to give you right now. <laughs> so maybe I'll send them an email and ask them if I can maybe share their first name and their actual story. But that meant so much to me. It really did because when I sit behind this mic and I'm talking into my computer with the keyboard that doesn't work and I'm in my one room home office <laughs> and I'm doing what I do, I 100% feel like I'm an average person. I'm the, I'm the same as you. 
same as you listening to this, wherever you are, there's no difference than me being vulnerable and sitting here and having the courage to share my story and to inspire. And that's the same thing for you with going after your goals and dreams and same thing with whoever wrote in and said, I'm going to, as a regular person that can do extraordinary things, that makes them not normal. <laughs> Sometimes I say to someone, you're a little weird. And then some people get offended and other people just shake it off. But you know what? I think a real insult would be, you're super normal. <laughs> well, aren't you normal? I really think that that's, you know, that's the in a, a horrible insult. <laughs> Who wants to be normal? But anyways, we're regular people. Most of us are regular people, but we can do great things and we can do what we set our mind to. doesn't matter what percentage it is that succeed in your industry. doesn't matter how difficult it is to leave your job and do something that you love. Maybe you make less money. Maybe it's more difficult to deal with at home at first. Maybe not everyone's on board. But we have to understand on some level that going after what we want out of life makes life what it is. And if you really want to live your life to the fullest, if you want to not, never look back and never have, have regrets, then it's time to take action now. Do something small today. Do something that's going to change your life for the future. Do something small. Do something large. Do something unexpected. Whatever it is, work towards what you want out of life because there's nothing wrong with sitting, crying on the bench because you didn't succeed or because it's over. You know, we can always change our we can always change our path. We can always do something. But I guess all I'm saying is, you know, go after. I think this world, there's so many people that I see that have hidden talents. They may sing. They may play an instrument. They may be an incredible juggler. <laughs> Just kidding. That's never happened. But we have so many hidden talents, and we're afraid to show the world. And I believe 100% this world would be a better place if more of us followed our dreams, followed our passions, and let ourselves be vulnerable to the world by sharing what's what's intimate to us, to us personally, and what we hold on to so tightly. We don't share it. And if we shared our art, this world would be a better place. All right, I just want to thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you again for being here and listening to what I have to say. I'm going to be at True Form Life on Twitter if you'd like to follow along there or tag me with any questions or comments from the show. I have a weekly newsletter that's going to be on the footer, just on the bottom of trueformlife.com. Weekly newsletters, videos, recipes, and more, all directed toward improving your health. I write that myself. goes out every Monday morning, depending where you're at, where you're at. but I'd love for you to be a part of that community. And again, check out puridime.com slash drewtadia. They have a lot of great things going on there. That's it. That's all I got. Catch you on the next one. True Form Life.